Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks. I'm Chuck Seif, the Assistant Superintendent here in Roxbury Schools, and I'm really excited to bring you a conversation about an initiative that's been occurring at Eisenhower Middle School that really supports some sustainable initiatives here in the district, but also has worked to expose our students to a, a greater ability for them to connect with their community at large and understand the impact they have on the world around them, both locally and on a larger scale. Um, so let's get into a really deep conversation today about our partnership and the support we've been getting from AmeriCorps New Jersey Watershed and talk about and hear from some of our students and teachers how they've been able to connect that experience into the classroom. Welcome to Schoolhouse Rocks. It's who we are. All right, so I'm fortunate to be joined by a variety of colleagues today to talk about this conversation. So I'm going to first invite everyone to introduce themselves. Let's just go around the table, tell everyone who you are and your relationship here to the district. Hey, so my name is Chris Tiro. I'm a New Jersey Watershed Ambassador representing uh, the region that includes Roxbury Middle School and High School. Uh, we represent parts of Morris, Somerset, and Hunter Counties, um, and yeah. Hey everybody, my name is Matt Mon. I am the Supervisor of Science, Engineering, and Visual Arts for grades 7 through 12. I'm AJ and I'm a student at EMS. I'm Owen and I'm a student here at EMS. I'm Ernesto Zavala and I'm one of the 8th grade science teachers here at EMS. I'm Ryan Tatarka, also one of the science teachers here at EMS. And I'm Jessica Blewett, I'm a science teacher here at EMS as well. Alright, so I appreciate everyone joining me today for this conversation because I do think that um, the opportunity for students and teachers to engage in purposeful dialogue with community partners like New Jersey Watershed, um, while they're available, we don't often pursue them. And hopefully we can talk about why that is. And I think part of it is we don't think about it as schools. Um, but more importantly than that, what I really would like to get into today is how this relationship has really benefited our ability to open a conversation with students about the world around them locally about climate change, which is really now a required standard cluster from the state of New Jersey, um, as well as what impact we can have as, we, as it pertains to maybe um, service learning and our ability to engage in learning experiences that connect directly with the community as opposed to are kind of constrained to the classroom. So let's anybody kind of jump in. How did this relationship start? I know it's not brand new. You guys have been engaging in this partnership for a little while now. So let's start there. Yeah, so this relationship really blossomed last year. Um, the AmeriCorps uh, reached out to us, you know, offering a volunteer to come speak to our students, and EMS really jumped full in. Um, we had a representative last year come out known to the students as the bug lady, if you guys recall her last year, um, who came and spoke to our seventh grade classes about macro invertebrates. Uh, and you guys can share a little bit about your experience, but basically you get to play with bugs, right, and learn about what different macro invertebrates exist in the ponds around us how um, the you know, climate can affect those macroinvertebrates and you know, what differentiates different macroinvertebrates from one another. And then we uh, had our eighth grade students exposed to microplastics, which is something that's an ever-growing concern um, with new and new studies releasing about the effects of having microplastics in fish and in the ocean and their, um, how they you know, uh, transfer um, from a plastic bottle, for instance, to other substances. So that happened last year. And then this year, we're back for round two, um, and we have Chris here with us today. All right, so I'm just going to look for a little translation there. So you gave us the very science supervisor Sorry. explanation, <laughs> which is, that's awesome. Um, so I'm going to ask students or the teachers, 
I, I would love for you to explain in a way that someone who's listening at home that might be a community member, your parents, friends, family, who may not be as familiar with uh, microinvertebrates and microplastics, tell us what those things are. So last year, what we did is we took samples of pond water from around our area and we looked them, we took samples and we looked them from underneath a microscope and we we're able to see all the tiny animals that are in the pond water or the streams. And this year in science, we were able to look at sand samples from the uh, local beaches and we were able to pull out little bits of plastic that were found. This was, uh, I don't remember exactly where you said you got it from, Sandy Hook? Yeah, Sandy Hook in like Long Branch, so areas around the New Jersey coastline. And they were able to find bits of plastic within the sand. Um, we found uh, pieces of plastic containers. We found a lot of styrofoam things. And these are all things that are just found loose on the beach. All right. So, Chris, talk to us about, I mean, certainly you're passionate about this, right? This is your field of expertise. But, you know, I was we were all middle school kids once, and our priorities probably didn't align with really being interested in why we should care about plastics on the beach. Um, so we certainly think it's something that's important to expose our students to. I know our teachers are passionate about this. Mr. Moan is passionate about it, and so are you, because it really does have a connection to them um, beyond the walls of our school. They have the ability to, if they're, in, if they're informed about the change of our planet, they really have the potential to have an impact for the better. So how do we communicate, how do we translate that into something that's really important that students can care about, as opposed to students being respectful and just listening because in Roxbury, we're fortunate to have really great students like the two that are joining us today, AJ and Owen. Yeah, so um, a little bit of background about AmeriCorps. Uh, AmeriCorps is a national service organization that addresses unmet needs within communities. Um, our program specifically focuses on the issue of water quality. So a lot of my job is going to different schools and different communities and educating people on climate change adjacent issues that impact New Jersey's water quality. So uh, as we mentioned before with macroinvertebrates, uh, a large part of my job is sampling streams for macroinvertebrates uh, to indicate which species are present. And through that lens, we can tell uh, whether or not the water quality is getting more polluted, whether it's getting less polluted because certain species are have different tolerances to pollution. So we do a lot of hands-on activities in schools. And going back to when I was in middle school and high school, I was very good at English and history. So a lot of writing. And in high school, I kind of thought, you know, maybe I'd be good at law school. And fast forward to college, I get to college, I realize I'm not too passionate about law school. And I think going back to middle school, if I kind of had more hands-on activities that demonstrated the issue of climate change. Um, so I was in middle school before 2020, clearly, um, where we didn't quite yet have those uh, state standards of mandating climate change education across all different uh, K through 12 subjects. So I think if uh, what I learned throughout middle school wasn't as... Um, wasn't too conceptual and kind of demonstrated the actual application in life uh, and how these things could be more apt to change uh, because of the changing climate um, and how that can impact our daily lives more. I would be a little bit more passionate about uh, environmental sciences throughout school, but it wasn't until college that I really kind of saw how climate change could impact uh, the world around us to such a, such a great extent. 
All right, I appreciate that explanation. So let, I just want to pass it to the teachers because one of the things as a former math teacher that I was always very jealous of was science as, a, as an instructional area because the potential to do really exciting things that are hands-on. I know you have all worked very hard um, collectively to design learning experiences for students that are of high interest to them, that but allow them to be hands-on, as Chris just explained to us, but also connect phenomenon in the world around them. That's kind of, of a main theme through our curriculum. And so talk about how you've been able to take that opportunity to partner with Chris and his organization to really help make the experience for students a little bit more robust and really target that specific need of hands-on learning to help drive investment in what we're talking about. Sure. I think, you know, being a science teacher, we have the opportunity to be able to bring in all different subjects, whether it's mathematics, social studies, or English. And the, the kids naturally resonate towards science because of those hands-on activities. And I think being a middle school teacher, we have a responsibility as these kids are growing and developing and maturing to be able to provide them with opportunities to see things outside of their bubble. We want the kids to be a global community member, not just a household community member where they are seeing the impacts of their consumption, whether it's using plastic water bottles or lack of recycling at home, and we can provide them with an opportunity to see this is the impact of your actions, and it's a teachable experience for them to be able to adjust and see things outside of their own perspective. Uh, and I think going back to what Chris said before, too, about um, his middle school experience in the past, the, the lack of maybe uh, having those experiences I also had in uh, thinking about middle school in the past. Um, we want students to feel like the sense of science is not just going to get you into medical school or dental school or science is not just being in a lab all day. There's so many different ways to apply science and be involved in some kind of different uh, career in the future. Um, and so I think that a lot of what we're trying to align uh, here at EMS is thinking about that, thinking about um, how can students see science differently uh, in a possible career in the future. One of the other things that I really appreciated from Chris's presentation was it really brought in the real world for the students. Um, we were able to talk about, um, he put up a thing for about one of the local, um, not local, one of the major brands, and it had all things on it that said, you know, great, you know, great for the environment, PETA, not no animal testing, but in that formulation, they had a chemical that is not good for the environment. So I think it really showed them how they can take marketing and make it look a certain way, um, and that maybe you do a little bit more research. Um, and it really showed them, um, you know, the real world application. Um, of how these microplastics are ending up in their, their water systems and the, the ground. Um, another thing that I thought was really neat and that I think the kids took away from it was um, during the summer season where they find most of the microplastics is in the main part of the beach where people are sitting. Um, and then off season, they're finding it in the low tide and the high tide area. So it's showing that when people go to the beach, they're, they're leaving a lot of trash there and a lot of plastic. So I think that's, you know, a really cool thing that science allows is that we're allowed to bring in that real world and show them how this affects them. You know, like they said, it's not just doctors. Like I could look at that and say, you know, wow, I, the way that they have this marketing and this looks great. You know, maybe that's something I'm interested in and I want to do more research in my own, um, my own life. Um, another thing that we talked about when he came in was, um, 
right in town, they have a sustainable store. It's uh, um, a, There's a new coffee shop, and in the back of it, there is a store that you can bring in all your own things, so you're reducing the amount of plastic that you use. So that's another way that, you know, that's a real-world application right here in Roxbury that they were able to to see that I could offset my use of plastic and reduce my carbon footprint by going to the store and bringing my own refillable bottles. All right, you definitely just piqued my interest because I have a coffee mug that definitely would exceed probably the limit, but maybe I need to take it over there and get it refilled. Um, I love that idea. So, all right, so I'm gonna, I just wanna kind of get AJ and Owen into the conversation here because your, your teachers have talked a lot about what they hope your connection to their, what they provide you is. But if I reflect honestly on my own time as a teacher, I probably left the classroom lots of times thinking it was awesome. And the students probably left more often than not, be, I don't know what he just said. And I wasn't careful to take the time to try to consolidate those perspectives. You know, I just kind of went along thinking I was awesome and they probably went along confused. And, you know, without the opportunity to to really, you know, consolidate our thinking, I probably hindered the ability for, for students to make a lot of progress. And so what I'm hearing your teacher say is that some things that are important to them is that through a partnership like the one that Chris and his organization provide us and through their classroom instruction, you have an opportunity to see the impact of actions on the community around you, which is definitely something that will present itself for the rest, the remainder of your life. You get opportunity to be exposed to a wide variety of career options. And I love the fact that that's happening in a, a, a typical curriculum science class because too frequently some students are unintentionally taught science isn't for you. And that really is sad at this age. I hope students are always encouraged and exposed to opportunities that could present themselves because quite frankly, I know lots of adults who are in professions that they never ever would have guessed they would ever be in. And lastly, you know, the last thing I just heard Ms. Blewett talk about is the importance of fact checking and doing your research and understanding that the way things are presented to you out and through advertising and, you know, just kind of in the in the typical world experience aren't necessarily always 100% accurate. And so, and then also a part of that, I hear Chris talking about the importance of water quality and we take that for granted. You turn on the, the faucet, out comes some water, or we can t- contribute to the waste accumulation by purchasing bottled water. Um, I think we're fortunate, you know, not to give a shameless plug for local water, but I do think we're fortunate to have quality water in this area. But that's because of people like Chris and, you know, his partners who are working to do that. So, Tell me your thoughts hearing that, you know, what's that feel like from the student's perspective? Um, well, it's like really nice because not only are you taught things, but you get um, activities that are like um, they're hands on and uh, you can use what you're taught in the classroom to like um, to um, like you get examples and it's easier to learn that way. And um, it also helps like spark your interest. Um, and other activities like outside of school, like student council, like they have um, activities where you can like, there's cleanups and uh, it, it's, it helps, um, it helps because you, like, you know that you're involved in something and you're helping the environment and you're helping get rid of the plastic and you're helping yourselves to get clean water and clean up everything. And so that's like really cool to me. All right, I appreciate that, AJ. Oh, and tell me your thoughts. I really appreciated when we had, there was this one activity we did, it was called the Bunsen burner activity. 
I'd always taken for granted the fact that the water boiled. I didn't know that it, I wasn't really that deep into the, why it boiled and what temperature it boiled at. Also, there was this one video that they showed us. It was like, there was a phone cable on a road and then there was a car driving, but then midway through the car would be pulled backwards and we would not know why because the, the phone cable was so thin that it wouldn't register on the camera. So they, they had to go in this whole lesson about how just because you can't see something doesn't mean that there aren't forces acting on an object. I, I'm going to have to isolate that, Owen. That is, is really a profound statement that I hope that students take away from science class, right? You, 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 we talk a lot about deep thinking and meaningful learning, and that statement kind of suggests that that's really happening through this partnership. And I also like that you guys talked about local opportunities to clean up and participate. And, you know, you think about that in this, our own schools. I mean, I'll be honest, and maybe I'm, you know, kind of challenging everyone in our local community to be a little bit better, and I'll be a part of that too. Like, I'll go over to Horseshoe Lake Turf from with my soccer team, and there's just like water bottles all over the place, and you know, like I, I've actually invited players on our team to clean it up, and their first response is like, "Well, that's not mine," and I just kind of look at them, and they're like, "I know it doesn't matter," which I appreciate that we're learning that we can contribute, even though maybe we didn't leave it, but you know, it would be better if people were a little bit more responsible. So, all right, I'm going to ask this question to, I guess the teachers. I'll take the students' side here. Stanleys are all the rage, the Stanley Cups, but that like cling cling every time it falls over, we get a spill. But there's some benefits, right? We're reducing. So are are we pro like refillable cups in the classroom or are we like, let's go back to water bottles and water fountains? Let's talk about that. Because I know the students want to fight for their right to have a Stanley. Yeah. I, um, I think having these reusable bottles are are great you know I, I think uh, when we think about especially like how many plastic water bottles a student could bring in throughout a day which Chris actually mentioned uh, in the presentation uh, I think that's a perfect start because a lot of times we can feel overwhelmed with all right where do I start in combating this uh, problem with microplastics and we have to start with just doing one thing and I think the one thing that's very simple for especially maybe a teenager or a student is have just a plastic water, uh, you know, a reusable, not, it doesn't have to be plastic, but metal water bottle, Stanley, hydro flask, we could plug them all in there, but, <laughs> you know, anything um, that would eliminate them having multiple pieces of plastic used throughout a day. Um, I agree. I definitely like the re reusable water bottles a lot better. Um, the kids are not leaving their Stanleys behind, but they would leave their, their plastic bottles would be all over my room littered. So that was a ton of garbage that I have had to clean up or ask someone else to clean up or the custodians would have to take care of. They're, they're not leaving their Stanleys behind. Um, I also think that it works out great because this, the district has put a lot of uh, resources in. We have ref refillable water stations now. Um, so the kids really don't have a need to bring in disposable water bottles. They have access to fresh water all day long. All right, good, Matt. All right, so, um, you know, the, the refillable water stations are wonderful, you know, and that's part of our initiative here at Eisenhower is to, you know, be more sustainable, um, you know, towards our goal of achieving silver for sustainable jerseys. Um, I do use them all the time, and after li listening to Chris about microplastics, um, you know, I kind of went on a deep dive into the research on microplastics. I threw away my plastic refillable water bottle. I bought a glass one, and then uh, I went home and told my wife, you know, we're done with water bottles. Amazon has a great eight pack of refillable glass water bottles for our fridge. So, um, you know, feeding the Amazon purchase addiction also at my house, but uh, also trying to, you know, make a better impact on uh, on our community and, and our world. Um, 
And that's why I think AmeriCorps really aligns to our vision here at EMS. So Dr. Seib, you touched upon going over to Horseshoe Lake and clean up. And that's something we did here last year as an eighth grade department. Um, you know, we, we, we saw a need to clean up the Horseshoe Lake and we did a service day for all the eighth grade students. We went over there and we gathered, I want to say like seven or eight bags of trash um, for, the, uh, for, for, for the day to do our part and clean it up. And then this year we, we really analyzed, you know, how can we make a bigger impact um, and also adhere to our standards that we follow, which is, you know, in line with Portrait of a Graduate and making an impact in our local and global community. Um, and AmeriCorps touched upon microplastics. And this year, our eighth graders are going to the beach to learn about erosion and global and climate changes that happen on the beach and then conduct the beach cleanup down there to help that community and then come back and, and solve an engineering and design aspect um, to relate their entire aspect of science to that. So, you know, we're, we're always looking for ways to, uh, you know, take it to the next level here with impacting our community. To go on, the question, I guess, is how do I feel about Stanley's? I don't know about the, st the statistics, but going off of what Chris said in his presentation, I guess the fame and the popularity of the Stanley Cups might have had an impact on how much kids are using re re reusable bottles. So fame and popularity being used for good. We'll take it. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, so one uh, major concern that I've had with Stanley's personally is on TikTok, Instagram, a lot of influencers um, will buy more than one. They'll buy, you know, a dozen because they come in different colors, becomes like a trendy accessory item. And I think that our consumption habits also really play into uh, our effects on climate change because, uh, you know, some people just can't buy one reusable water bottle. Sometimes it becomes a branding thing or a marketing issue where the company wants to sell as many as possible. So even though it's a green product, even though it contributes to reducing plastic use, the companies at the end of the day want to sell as many as possible. I well, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I like what you're saying because I think it's, it's a better lesson that stands kind of to complement the overall the overarching theme we're trying to um, achieve here in this aspect of science instruction, which is how do we how do we put ourselves in a position to be responsible for our impact on the climate and the world around us? And I think to your point, you know, kind of those those timeless um, adages live on because they continue to make sense. And in this instance, it kind of everything in moderation is is kind of good, or you know, certain things in moderation. So to your point. And I'm looking at your water bottle, which is kind of the pattern that I take, which is decorating it with stickers and things like that. That's how I accessorize my one uh, item, um, you know. And so maybe that's a strategy for individuals who really want to diversify their their the appearance of something like this, which is you know make it who they are through the messages that they put on it, as opposed to over consuming. And so you know, kind of bring this to a close. One of the things that I want to come back to, and you talked about it. Um, Chris, which one of AmeriCorps' goals is to address the unmet needs in communities, right? And I think in this instance, what I'm hearing largely to summarize this conversation is an unmet need or maybe a need that needs attention here is just the ability to understand the impact we have on the world around us and how do we foster a willingness for our young people to want to have a positive impact, you know, a positive impact, how to make that impact positive. And something that's probably hard for students to to actualize, but as I'm my children are going, it, it is more important for me. Is we're very fortunate to have such a sustainable planet. How do we help ensure the longevity of it? And I think that that's part of you know kind of an underlying theme here in this conversation, which is 
you know, to the points that teachers are making. How do we help t- students understand the impact of their actions, right? How do we help them get exposure to potential career options and ways that they can continue and apply what they've learned in science, as well as how do they then translate those skills beyond, right, in a world where technology has become so ubiquitous with, you know, checking, as you just mentioned, which aligns with what Ms. Blewett said about the impact of advertising and, and source checking and things like that. So let's kind of summarize kind of the overall goals. Where do we see this project going in the future? If there's a school listening who is like, well, I'd love to foster, you know, forward some sustainable initiatives in our school district or work on something like this, How do, we're, we're, maybe they're struggling with implementing the climate change standards. What recommendations would we give? Well, my first recommendation is to reach out to AmeriCorps. They, you know, these are not the only two activities they offer. They were also at our high school last year talking to our students about rain barrels. Um, they have a, really a plethora of topics that, um, you know, they're willing to share with the students. Um, so to reach out, I would say, is number one. Um, they do a phenomenal job of making it engaging, right, and hands-on and really meaningful for the students. Uh, I see a lot of nods over here, which is good. Um, so I think, number, number one, just reach out and look for opportunities. And the more engaged students are, the more interested they are and the more it will connect and, and, and click with them um, for these initiatives. So once again, AmeriCorps is a free resource for communities to use. I've had certain teachers reach out to me asking if there's a price, asking if the school has to send us a check for our services. They do not. We are free. We are a, a community service program. And I think one of the best things about our program is exposing students to uh, different fields of science, different avenues to join the scientific field into conservation. Um, I studied political science and as my major in college, and now I'm here in the environmental field. So it's something that I'm passionate about, and I really wish that you know, going back to middle school, high school, I was exposed to all these different activities, all these different uh, avenues to get into the scientific field because it's something that I'm passionate now about now uh, later in life. And uh, going back to middle school and high school, you know, I probably I probably would have invested a lot more time into learning about these different fields and learning about uh, career options. All right, students, teachers, any last thoughts here on this on this partnership with AmeriCorps? I really appreciated all the eye opening activities that we've had in our partnership with AmeriCorps, and I really sincerely hope that the the classes that come after us will be able to have this wonderful opportunity. Yeah, I, as a teacher, I really appreciate I uh, I really appreciate having um, you know someone come in with a uh, a refreshing take on you know maybe some of the topics that we're hitting on, but also a take uh, on with a lot more expertise and hands-on uh, field work in these topics uh, coming to speak with our students. Yeah, I agree. I believe the hands-on um, aspect that AmeriCorps has given us um, really speaks to the kids, um, speaks to the students. Um, I know when I was younger, I was involved in Girl Scouts, and one of the things we did was we went to the recycling plant, and we spent a day helping out sorting. If that's something that, you know, having this presentation drives our students to say, okay, well, what is? Like, what, like maybe do more research on the, the, the advertisements I'm seeing. Maybe I could go do a cleanup on my, by myself at Horseshoe Lake or around the school. Like, so just having this um, forum for them and having this activity for them might make them move, you know, and find something else that they find interest in. Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you to AmeriCorps for coming out because as teachers, we want our kids to be good people. And I think a lot of the times in the classroom, we get stuck in that trap of, you know, are, are their grades strong and are they 
ready to move on to the next level. And, you know, we try to maintain that human element as much as possible, but this was a really good opportunity to not make them just good students, but to good people going out into the community and having opportunities to see things in a, in a greater perspective. All right. I mean, I don't think I could have summed it up better than you all just did. So thanks so much. And what, if I've learned something here that I want to just really emphasize, you know, be willing to have a positive impact on our community and the world around you. And sometimes that's just as simple as rather than stepping over that water bottle that was left on the field or in the classroom, you can pick it up and put it in the bin as well. You know, so we're, we're grateful to AmeriCorps, to Chris, uh, for everything they're offering to our school. I'm thankful for our teachers for really ensuring that we hit home on the importance of hands-on science instruction to really foster that love of, and that curiosity that science brings into the minds of our young people. And I appreciate our students' willingness to really engage in an open dialogue about the role they have on our community locally and a little bit more globally. All of those things really align so well with our sustainability efforts here in the school district, the portrait of a graduate, and some of the other things that as kind of the the educators in this in this space, we, we have a tendency to talk a lot about, but often you lose sight of the impact it has on students. And so hearing students um, appreciate the efforts that you are all making really makes me feel fantastic about what we're doing. So thanks for listening. And if you are looking for a partner in this space, AmeriCorps, you, you heard it here, you can reach out to them. They're happy to, happy to help and support. And if you're wondering from a school standpoint what it looks like, I know that our staff... Matt, you're always willing to help and provide guidance if any school is looking for assistance um, also to kind of enter into this conversation. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.